Hello there. This is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you are listening to The Doctor's Watcher, the professional conference goers podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. Yes. Here we, we like to go to conferences, and uh, I think we said a couple episodes ago that if you want tenure, you go to every conference, even the evil ones. So I think that yep. might possibly come up in this one. That invitation to the Dalek Master Plan Club conference shows up in your email. you got to click accept. You just submit an abstract, and if they accept it, then you got to go. Yeah, totally. So, Kyle, tell me, have you, uh, let, let, let's catch up a little bit before the episode begins, <laughs> as, as uh-huh. is our habit here on The Doctor's Watcher. Uh, what, what video games have you been up to, my friend? So, I've been playing a couple of games recently. Um, I did, actually hadn't played Hades for a while, but I played some yesterday, actually, because I knew we'd be recording today. And uh, good, <laughs> keeping the tradition alive. Uh huh. I did end up reactivating God mode. Yes, fair enough. Yeah, we weren't sure if it was gonna, you know, restart me at fifty percent or start me where I left off. And turns out it starts you back where you left off, which was at seventy-eight percent damage resistance. Nice. And yeah, so I did a run, made it all the way to the end, won the game. With, you know, still a ton of health left. Nice. I kind of, yeah, I kind of figure that, you know, as I keep playing and like increasing the Pact of Punishment, eventually that's going to kind of catch up and balance out with the damage resistance and I'll be back to, you know, sometimes winning and sometimes losing mm-hmm. rather than always winning with God Mode or always losing without God Mode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll get to that point at some point. I was kind of thinking, though, that if I were designing the god mode function, what I would do is every time you lose, you know, it bumps your damage resistance up by 2%, but then every time you win, it bumps it down by 1%. I could kind of see that, but I also feel like for people who are really just trying to play to win or have a good time and they don't need as much of a challenge not looking for as much of a challenge that could get frustrating because yeah that's fair i mean not to not to get too like serious in our thinking here about this but like i know that easy modes in video games tend to be really helpful to disabled gamers right Um, yeah that's true and so, or maybe, maybe I should say gamers with disabilities. Um, and, and I imagine at that point it, it might not be so fun to be like, okay, cool. Now, now I can play this game and now I can't. And now and I can't now again. again. Now I can't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe it could be maybe, like an maybe option it's just that like you a could different. Yeah. Yeah. There's different variations of God mode. Yeah. There's a God mode. There's different flavors mode, of God. There's Titan mode. Yeah. Yeah, that could something like that could be good. I've also been playing another game. Oh, tell us more. Um, yeah, so uh, a couple of months ago, I built a new computer basically because my old computer was old and needed to be a new computer. So I did that, mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. on this new computer, it's the computer that I was playing Dwarf Fortress on when I talked about that earlier. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, so I've also been playing Fallout New Vegas because, you know, what better game to play on a nice new computer than either a game that doesn't use graphics or a game that's like 15 years old. Indeed. Got to get your, your money's worth. But, but <laughs> at least you can drag every setting to ultra and maximum and enjoy the nicest looking game of Fallout New Vegas ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And in fact, like no exaggeration, I have not actually timed this, but I fully believe I can get from clicking play in Steam to like actually walking around in New Vegas in under a minute nice which yeah is pretty wild yeah and i've been playing some not a ton but some dark tide uh warhammer 40,000 dark tide nice on my computer which is now several years old and boy it is not one minute from the time i click play to the time that the game begins (laughs) (laughs) oh it's many more than that i haven't timed it but it is it is not fast and when i get in the game it does not look great so i think maybe it's time for me to also start thinking about upgrades or a new computer or something like that yeah loading my fallout save game I sometimes don't have enough time to like read the game tip that's on the loading screen. Wow. Wow. That's uh that's a I mean I realize it's a, also a much older game and the game <laughs> I'm playing is uh-huh. a new game and probably not as well optimized either, but still. Yeah. Dang. At some point, some point I'll play a new game on my new computer. <laughs> uh well, I don't know how you feel about um third-person action games, but Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming out soon. Um, oh, that's true. Out. I think it will be out by the time this episode drops. Um, and, oh boy, I loved loved the first game in the series. Loved me some um, Fallen Order. I was blanking on the name. Loved, loved <laughs> me some Jedi Fallen Order and really looking forward to Jedi Survivor, even if I'm also bracing myself for it not running so great. Because I remember uh, watching this video about it and the creators were like, and now these new computers have these advances in ray tracing and subsurface scattering and stuff. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All, all you know, check boxes on the settings screen that I'm going to be unchecking. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been a little while since I've played a computer Star Wars other than the Lego versions, so maybe this will be the one to get me back into them. Well, uh, I quite enjoy them. I I do recommend playing them on either easy mode or at most normal mode, because they are not easy. Um, (laughs) Even on normal mode, it can be kind of frustrating and but it, it, it's a gorgeous game i love the story i love the characters love love the found family of the uh the main characters on their on their starship um honestly one of my favorite star wars found families of them all oh nice and uh yeah really looking forward to the sequel even though i may be quite disappointed in how it actually looks on my computer <laughs> but maybe again maybe that'll be something to incentivize me to start looking at graphics cards and yeah. going through all the trouble of being like okay what's well, gonna work with my motherboard what do i have room for inside my case yeah um what, what does my power supply have enough power output for etc 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 well if i if i start playing it i'll send you some screenshots 
You <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I love you, Kyle. Thank you. You are very generous. <laughs> but uh, we're not here to talk about that galaxy and those um, space people. We're here to Indeed. talk about Doctor Who. This is the 11th episode of season three, Day of Armageddon. Day of Armageddon. It is the second episode of the serial, The Daleks Master Plan. Indeed. You you don't hear a lot about uh, the good guys' master plans in these things, do you? (laughs) Yeah. It does tend to be the bad guys who have master (laughs) plans. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, when's the doctor going to make a master plan? I guess it's sort of a thing, though, where uh, in these stories it's always the the bad guys who are taking the initiative and then the good guys just kind of have to stop them. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense because that's that's how the modules are designed. It's not like you can just have your PCs doing whatever because then what's the DM going to prepare? Yeah, I mean that if the DM is feels confident to improv, then they can they can sometimes run with stuff. But yeah, it's it's always a little bit annoying when like you prepare a bunch of notes and then like none of it happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't done that to you too many times, Kyle. I think I'm pretty good at keeping you all on the rails. So for uh, Season 3, Episode 11, uh, The Day of Armageddon, how did you watch it? This episode actually exists in the BBC archives. What? How exciting. Yeah. Well, you did say that 75% are missing, so I think we might have come across the one that exists. And doing the math, (laughs) we have two more that don't. Uh, assuming this is not an eight-episode serial, which knowing Terry Nation, actually, you know what? It might be, so we'll find out. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, this episode is apparently available on DVD, and there may be other ways of watching it online. Wink. But since the serial has missing episodes, you're probably not going to find it on BritBox. Yeah, we saw that before. I don't remember which which season that was or which yeah. serial that was, but uh, I remember that if they don't have the full serial, they don't put it on BritBox, which we said then, and I think so still now. That's kind of a shame. Yeah, um, just give us what you, you have. It, let us watch it. According to the TARDIS Data Core website, this episode was recovered in 2004. Nice. When, yeah. A former head of engineering at Yorkshire Television apparently returned it to the BBC. Wow. I, I always wonder, like, what's, how that goes, you know? Like, where, uh-huh. where did they find it? What box was it in? Like, who, who was keeping it? W- w- did they know that they had it? All, all these things. Yeah, it's, like, it's were they specifically looking for missing episodes? Or was it just, like, yeah. a random discovery or what? Yeah, I think you said once that they were supposed to always send it back after after it aired. Uh-huh. And so like did they did they intentionally keep it? Did they mean to send it back and then it kind of got lost? Um Right. I have so many questions. And yeah, I think a lot of 
the early episodes that do exist basically exist because whoever, you know, whichever station they were sent to failed to send it back. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, um, person in Yorkshire. Indeed. I did not find a name, but thank you to the former head of engineering at Yorkshire Television. Nice. And shall we find out what episode that person saved? Indeed. Will you remind us of our cliff dangler? The cliff dangler is the, uh, the TARDIS's, you, you, you know that expression, the, your barn doors open and your cows are getting out? Well, in this case, <laughs> the TARDIS's doors are open and the Daleks are about to get in. What? Indeed. So the doctor is watching. The Daleks have discovered <laughs> the, the TARDIS. Is watching, as opposed to the doctor's <laughs> watcher, which is uh-huh. us. We're, 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 the doctor's watcher is watching the doctor watching. <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks actually don't enter the TARDIS. I was a little bit surprised at that decision of theirs. They instead just like call in a report back to Dalek based security and, you know, let them know that they found another intruder craft and patrols should probably be sent out to find and destroy the invaders. Okay. I wonder if these Daleks don't know about the Doctor. Um, yeah, it's hard to say a, at this it's point. It's a question of, like, at what point in the Daleks' history is this... And I know it's, it's even further complicated by the fact that Daleks also have time machines. So are these Daleks from a time before they encountered the doctor or right do just these specific daleks not know their dalek history and know about the tardis right or is yeah this is we established that this was the year 4000 uh-huh the dalek invasion of earth was i believe 2157 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember that the, the, the Peter Cushing movie, which unfortunately we'll never get to talk about on this right. podcast, um, that, that had some super convoluted title like Dalek Invasion <laughs> Earth 20 whatever, whatever AD. Right. Yeah, so it's been, you know, in terms of like actual calendar time, it's been almost 2,000 years since uh, the Dalek Invasion of Earth. But yeah, it's just not... ancient history. It's not clear whether... The Daleks have just forgotten their ancient history about the Doctor or or what. Yeah. So they call in their report. The Doctor sneaks back into the jungle as the Daleks receive a message from the Dalek Supreme. Operation Inferno to be put into execution at once. Hell yes. I'm into it. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is the day of Armageddon, so bring on Operation Inferno. We cut over to Mavic Chen, Guardian of the Solar System. That's his official title, I guess. Yeah, uh, maybe read read that job description there, bud, (laughs) because you're not doing such a great job. (laughs) He's sitting at this long, curving table, and he's holding a pencil weirdly, and he's like kind of writing or scribbling or something. Hmm. He has he has pretty nice dignified facial hair. Hmm. And he's wearing like a dark undershirt 
covered by this white tunic with this design of like squares within squares. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, when you say that he has he has dignified facial hair, I know that this is a a nineteen sixties British serial with a character whose name implies that he's Asian. So, like, how uh, how Ming the Merciless are we talking about here? Um, it's actually not. They didn't really go too hard into the stereotype for the facial hair. <laughs> uh, that's, that's some small relief, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's basically just like... I'm not getting my hopes up in terms yeah. of like how this character is going to be portrayed on this, on this show. <laughs> so he's working on his writings, and somebody else walks down the long ramp into the room. I am Zephob. Master of the fifth galaxy. Nice. Which galaxy were the Draven from again? Uh, I think they were from Galaxy 4. Oh, the neighbors, I see. Okay. Yeah. So Zephon, Zephon wears a big black robe with a black hood over their head. Very and cool. their face. Classic. Uh-huh. And their face is entirely shrouded in black. Budget saving. I, I respect uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> they also have this big, like, sort of silver pendant thing on a necklace chain. That's pretty cool. So how how uh, sorceress would you say this character is coming across? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say pretty, pretty sorcery. Excellent. Sorcerer E, sorceress E. All of these are probably not real words, but I like them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the best part of his character design here is their hands and feet, which are basically like the only parts of their actual body that we can see that aren't covered up by the robes. Uh-huh. And their hands and feet basically look like seaweed sticking out from the ends of the robe. Nice. I like it. Yeah. So Zephon walks into the room and Mavic Chen tells Zephon that he had hoped to meet them earlier at the Intergalactic Conference of Andromeda. Very cool. Uh-huh. But Zephon's basically just like, eh, the Daleks were having a cooler conference at the same time. Uh, it was just a scheduling conflict and I had uh-huh. to pick one. Yeah. And, you know, if you can pick between the Intergalactic Conference of Andromeda versus the Dalek Master Plan Club Conference, like, which one's going to be better for your career? Like, seriously. Yeah. Only one of those is going on a CV, and you got to pick whichever one's going to look the best. Zephon is pretty surprised, though, that Mavic Chen is deciding to join the Dalek Master Plan Club. Chen's basically like, dude... I'm only in control of the solar system. But that is nothing more than a part, however influential, of one galaxy. Would you be satisfied with just a part of a galaxy? That's a good question. I don't know how how I've ever been satisfied with uh, only part of a galaxy. Yeah, seriously. I mean, what do I have? A house? I don't even like 
fully own it. I, I, I share it with my partner uh-huh. and yeah, that's, I guess, you know, the bank. <laughs> that's just a part, however influential, of one galaxy. Yeah, really puts things into perspective for you. Uh-huh. Zephon says that the solar system has like a ton of power and influence, you know, like beyond, you know, more than you would expect it to have, basically. And, you know, Mavic Chen is here joining with forces that are explicitly determined to destroy that power. Zephon's like, you know, aren't you like kind of a traitor to your people? A valid question. Uh Uh-huh. Chen's basically just like, dude, you just don't understand how things work in the solar system. Like, shit's wild there. And also he just, valid. Yeah. He just like cuts Zephon off basically and ends the conversation. What the two of them don't know, however, is that there was a Dalek secretly listening to them. <laughs> so, yeah, this Dalek goes and makes a report to the Black Dalek who's like, okay. Cool. We'll totally eliminate him when we're done using him. Nice. I mean, I I would be surprised if they plan on keeping any other allies around. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's but... that's kind of a, a risk of being an ally of a Dalek. Yeah. This podcast is amazing. 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 The emissaries from the seven planets will arrive as arranged, and we will tell them all about this podcast. Tell your your friends. 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 Write a review and leave it with a five-star rating. We We obey. We obey. Elsewhere in the jungle, we cut to Katarina and Steven. Mm -hmm. He's waking up. You might notice that we are in the jungle and not in the TARDIS. So he's waking up. She explains to him that the tablets that she gave him have made him better, but he still needs to rest. He's right, like, well, that's nice of Brett to give them actual tablets, you know, actual yeah. medicine. Yeah, it seems to actually have been working. Steven's basically like, why the fuck are we in the jungle? And she says, We had to leave the temple. The TARDIS. The evil ones came. Evil ones? He called them the Daleks. Nice. Well, she, she's picking that up. Um, uh-huh. I know we were saying earlier that she's not very prepared to, to handle some of this stuff because she's from ancient Greece or I guess ancient Troy. Um, but uh, I, I think she's picked up the important parts. Yeah. Yeah, Daleks equals evil is kind of like mm-hmm. the base, the baseline of what you ought to know if you're going with the doctor. Yep. The doctor shows up at this clearing in the jungle, and Katarina tells him about how she released Brett, the man that the doctor put in his magic chair, after Brett helped them, basically. So, oh. you know, Brett's tablets saved Stephen, so I guess that gave. Katarina some trust in him, so she released him. Okay. Was I not right to do so? <sighs> when the evil ones came, he said we had to flee from your temple. Well, I guess at least that means that Brett acknowledges that our heroes are not in league with the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the I'm, doctor's I'm... 
basically like you know you would have been safer to just like stay in the TARDIS completely but you know Brett had no way of knowing that so it makes sense that he would have said to flee oh I get it that makes sense we cut to Brett who is also hiding somewhere else in the jungle and he's watching as a group of Daleks is assembled hi Matilda Matilda little co-host so these Daleks that are being assembled into a party don't have the typical plunger arm that Daleks have. It seems that they have some other kind of arm. Oh. And we find out very soon what kind of arm it is when the order is given and these three Daleks all activate their flamethrower arms. Hell and yes. Start rolling down the jungle path. Love it. Yeah, I'm Operation Inferno turns out is a pretty literal title. Love it. I, I, I guess I had kind of assumed that that would be um, maybe their invasion of the solar system. But no, this is, this is uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd say better than the invasion of the solar system. But for us, the audience watching a show that was made on a BBC budget and knowing we, we wouldn't have seen any of the actual invasion of the solar system. Yeah. We're aware. Uh, this is, this is good stuff. Also, you know, if we're only going to have 25% of this serial, Uh at least we have the episode with flamethrower Daleks. (laughs) A very good point. So Brett rushes back to, where he left Stephen and Katarina in the jungle. He finds Mm -hmm. the two of them and the doctor, of course. And he tells everyone that the Daleks are going to burn down the jungle. So the doctor says that they should head back to the TARDIS. Stephen seems seems like a good plan. Yeah. Stephen disagrees, though. He thinks that that's what the Daleks want them to do. And he doesn't want to play into their trap. Huh. I'm not sure I quite follow, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so they disagree. This disagreement actually escalates into like a a shouting match, basically, between the two of them. Until Mm. Brett shouts, Will you shut up? They do. Thank you. Yeah, they do. And Brett's basically like, look, I don't give a fuck what you all do, but I need to warn Earth. And the doctor's like, yeah, sure, obviously we need to warn Earth, but also let's actually stop the fucking Daleks. Now will you shut up, sir? Hmm. Hmm. So we get a... I'm just here for the hmms. (laughs) Yeah, totally. We get a fair amount of footage of the Daleks just like torching trees and shit in the jungle. Hell yes. And I mean I mean I'm a fan of trees. I like trees. I'm a tree hugger, but also Daleks with flamethrowers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about how I feel about it. A little, little conflicted here, but <laughs> uh also pretty sure that the these might not be actual trees. It's probably just some fake trees on some sound stage in the, probably, the BBC yeah. studios. So, so yeah. Yeah. We get some footage of that. And meanwhile, the doctor has progressed from arguing with Stephen 
on to arguing with Brett. Uh-huh. Doctor's basically like, dude, if you think the Daleks are going to attack Earth, you should tell Earth to go learn about the year 2157 in history. And Brett's basically just like, who cares about history? I do, young man. I was there. <laughs> uh-huh. And also, you're welcome. <laughs> He actually doesn't get a chance to say that because they start to smell smoke and they realize that, you know, this jungle fire, Operation Inferno, is getting pretty close. So mm. the doctor starts leading everyone toward the Dalek city. That's the last place they would expect us to go, Kamalang. Yeah, but maybe for good reason. <laughs> uh-huh. So back in... The Dalek Conference Center. Mavic Chen and Zifon are getting some more networking in with each other before the next session starts. Uh, a, a very important part of every conference is true. Yeah, totally. The in between sessions is almost more important than the actual sessions. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can, very important networking, creating connections. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a definition of networking. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about whether it would be better to use ultrasonics to destroy the jungle instead of flame. And Zifan is bragging to Mavic Chen about how important they were to the Daleks, how, you know, how important Zifan was to the Daleks in securing the masters of Salation and Baeus into the Dalek Master Plan Club. Nice. Yeah, like we were saying, it's all about the networking. Yeah, totally. All about who you know. Yeah, Salation and Baeus wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Zaphon. Mm-hmm. Chen's basically just like, cool, cool. Well, we'd probably better head into the into the session room. And Zephon's like, They will not start the meeting without me. I feel like waiting. Yeah. Oh, dang. Power move. Yeah, totally. We cut into the conference room and we get to watch everyone else come in. So there's sort of a Dracula looking dude who walks with a bit of a limp. He's wearing like the same kind of robe as Zephon, but not the hood or the face shroud. Okay. There's a dude wearing sort of like a Marshmallow Man version of a New York mobster tracksuit and wearing like this big pendant. And he's walking like kind of stiffly, almost zombie style. Okay. There's someone in like a radiation suit, someone else in like a deep sea diving suit. And there's someone who's in kind of like a skin-tight jumpsuit covered in all these dark roundels. And they're walking kind of like they're pretending like they're in lunar gravity. All right. Well, s some of these sound a little familiar from the uh, University of Central Lancashire remake of the, the one shot that we had earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the remake actually did a pretty good job on the costumes comparing the the University of Central Lancashire with, you know, this episode that we're lucky enough to actually have access to. Nice. So everyone comes in and gets seated. A Dalek rolls in after everyone else 
it rolls up to the black Dalek and like mentions Zephon and the black Dalek is like, Welp, guess it's about time to kill him then. His usefulness is over. <laughs> yeah. Check, check your agenda. We were going to start this meeting at this time and anyone who's not here uh, just gets killed. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. Don't know what to tell you. So the doctor and his crew, you know, Stephen, Katarina, and Brett have all arrived in the city. They're looking out over, you know, the nice model of the spaceport and the landing area. And Brett actually recognizes one of the spaceships that's parked there. That one in the middle. That's Earth. That's Mavic Chen's. Dun, dun, dun. Doctor's basically just like, oh, cool, cool. So if it's from Earth, you probably know how to fly it. So that's the one we'll steal. A pragmatic approach. Uh Uh-huh. Brett's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Mavic Chen is the guardian of the solar system. What the fuck is he doing here? And that is a valid question. Yeah, totally. Everyone quiets down and hides because Zephon is strolling nearby. He's, you know, like on the balcony, kind of gazing out at the burning jungle on the horizon. But this leaves Zephon with their back to Brett, who crouches to enter sneak mode and successfully performs a silent takedown on Zephon. Nice. I wonder if it's going to come in handy that uh, Zephon's costume conceals your whole body, including your face. <laughs> that could potentially be handy. <laughs> Back in the conference room, the black Dalek is like, Where the fuck is Zephon? And Mavic Chen is like, He will be here eventually. So the black Dalek orders a search. Weren't they going to kill Zephon? I mean, wasn't that the thing that they just said earlier? And now they're like, Well, now for real, where is he? <laughs> yeah, I think... Maybe there's a designated agenda item later on for anyone who needs to be killed. Ah, I see. Stephen and Brett have now tied up the unconscious Zephon with vines. Good job we managed to find these vines. (laughs) Ah, yes, handy. Uh Uh-huh. Brett is like, so time to GTFO, right? And... The doctor's like, nope, not yet. Not until we find out exactly what the Daleks are planning. And this may be our only chance. Uh-huh, well, we know we know the doctor's curiosity uh, is pretty much boundless and has gotten him into trouble, even with the Daleks specifically. So <laughs> uh-huh. that's uh, on brand. Yeah, so the doctor has decided that... He's going to attend the Dalek Master Plan Club conference. Dressed as? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Steven's like, what the fuck? They'll kill you. Doctor's like, dude, it's fine. Like, we've got Zephon's robes right here. I'm going to have, like, his name badge and everything. Like, it'll be fine. (laughs) I don't even have to pay the registration fee. (laughs) He already checked in last night. Exactly. So he tells Brett that... Brett, Stephen, and Katerina 
should go steal Mavic Chen's ship and give the doctor enough time to go to the meeting and come back, but they should go ahead and leave without him and go warn Earth if shit goes sideways. Dang, I guess they're just leaving the TARDIS behind? Yeah, apparently. Wow, all right. He also gives Brett the cassette tape that he found in the previous episode, which, of course, is the cassette tape recorded by Mark Corey mm-hmm. in the uh, in the one shot. Has there been any indication of whether the doctor has actually listened to this tape? Uh, nope. In fact, Alrighty. I think he has not. Here you go. Just some random tape I found. Uh-huh. We cut to a Dalek asking another Dalek if Zephon has been by this area. And... The other Dalek is like, He and the Earth creature went to the reception area. The Earth creature, I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Mavic Chen is the Earth creature. These two Daleks head to the reception area to look for Zephon, and of course what they find is the Doctor all robed and face shrouded up. But does he have seaweed sticking out of his sleeves? Uh, he's actually doing the thing where, like, his arms are crossed and his hands are, like, tucked into the other arms. Huge sleeve. Uh, monk style. Yeah, so you just can't even see his hands. Smart choice. The Dalek is like, Dude, let's fucking go. The meeting's about to start. Uh-huh. So the doctor silently bows and follows the Daleks into the conference room. Nice. In the conference room, the doctor starts walking toward the wrong chair until Mavic Chen is like, what the fuck, dude? Your seat is here next to me. <laughs> didn't, didn't you see your, your little placard? Uh-huh. So once the doctor finally gets settled in Zephon's correct seat, the black Dalek goes ahead and starts the meeting. The Time Destructor. Nice. I love it. Yeah. And also, if it still needs the core to be fitted, then is it actually completed? (laughs) That's kind of what I thought, too. I guess it's just marketing to say it's completed when really it's not quite. Maybe they don't don't consider the core to be part of it. It's like a payload or something. Or it's like... Usually cores of things are fairly important. Yeah. I think the core in this case is basically like the power supply so i don't know maybe it's kind of like saying it's completed we just have to put the battery in gotcha that makes sense most of the representatives all start pounding their fists or slapping their hands on the table in celebration other than mavic chen who claps like a weird human mm-hmm the lunar gravity alien, the alien who's pretending to walk in lunar gravity, slaps their hands on the table very slowly and very gravity thematically. Love it. Yeah, it was great. And then the Black Dalek invites Mavic Chen to address the conference. So Mavic Chen stands up. He announces how glad and honored he is to be joining the Dalek Master Plan Club 
and he presents his contribution to the effort. I now present you with the core of the time destructor, a full M of terranium, the rarest mineral in the universe. It's taken 50 Earth years to acquire even this amount. Oh, dang, dude. Yeah. One of the aliens is basically like, if it took so fucking long, why didn't the Daleks ask the cool outer galaxies to provide it? But apparently terranium is so rare that it's only found on one of the dead planets of the solar system. Cool. Meanwhile, Zephon has regained consciousness and managed to get to their feet, and they're kind of shuffling around. Their hands are still tied together behind their back. Does this mean that we get to see Zephon? Well, apparently, under the black robe that the doctor is now wearing, they were wearing another black robe. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We do actually get to see their their head, though, and it's basically also just a bunch of seaweed. Nice. I dig it. That's that's good character design. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, we, they literally, like, don't even have a face. It's just, like, a bunch of seaweed coming out of the robe. Love it. We cut to the control deck of Mavic Chen's spaceship, where a pilot and an engineer are working at their consoles. The doors open, and Brett steps in with his gun drawn. I'm taking over this spaceship. Over there. Tie them up. Well, I would say person of action, but not not a fan of gun violence, so... Yeah. I, I, I guess. Also, it's unclear if this person even has the potential to become a PC, so... Person yeah, of threats. that's definitely unclear at this point. He doesn't even really have to do any action even because apparently just the threat is enough the ship is very easily secured the former crew of the ship is basically dumped out into the landing area but as they're finishing securing the ship Zephon manages to get to basically a fire alarm box and pulls the handle and Stephen, Brett and Katarina all exchange worried looks with each other as an alarm blares. And the words appear on the screen. Uh, Not quite yet, actually. Oh, all right. Yeah, we cut back to the conference room where the alarm is also going. Everyone is rushing around, and in all the confusion, the doctor just basically, like, grabs the jar of terranium off the table and starts walking toward the exit. Nice. Uh huh. He changes course when Zephon appears in the exit of the conference room, running down the ramp, hands still bound by vines, seaweed head on full display, shouting, And then the words appear on the screen. Not quite. Yeah, we cut back to Mavic Chen's ship, where Brett is flipping switches. We hear the sounds of the engine whine, like, warming up. Steven's basically like, no, dude, we can't leave without the doctor. We've got to wait for him. Katerina is actually praying to the doctor. 
Great one, don't leave us. Don't let the strange beings catch you. Oh boy, his ego is big enough. Uh-huh. But Brett's basically just like, no, dude, he told us to GTFO if shit goes sideways and shit went sideways. That's true. And then as the engine whine ramps up, the words next episode, Devil's Planet, appear on screen. Terry Nation, keep them coming. Yeah, totally. Well, I feel like we got a lot in that episode. We got some weird aliens. We got some Dalek action. Um, some, you know, super science and evil machinations. We got mm-hmm. Daleks with flamethrowers. Yeah, Hard to totally. go wrong with Daleks with flamethrowers. And you even got to watch it as an actual episode. So, bonus. Yeah, I'd say all around, this was a pretty good one. And uh, I'm hoping that, uh, I don't know, I got, should I hope that this is an eight-episode serial so you get one more episode you can watch, or should I hope that this is a four-episode serial so we can get on to the next serial, which might have more episodes to watch, <laughs> but it also might not, because there's no guarantees at that point. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I'm trying to remember. I think the next one, the next serial, might be entirely missing but i might be remembering oh. wrong oh boy All right. we do have a few serials coming up that are entirely missing we also have some serials coming up that are entirely not missing so wow yeah that's always nice all right um did you have any other notes that you wanted to share before we wrap it up um i don't think so yeah it's it's interesting to have Brett seemingly kind of joining the party for the moment, at least. You'll uh, see <laughs> yeah. how that plays out and what, what he ends up doing. Got off to a rough start, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that he almost seems like he's going to be the villain for a minute. And then it's like, nope, it's actually just Alex and he's going to help. Well, they just had to work work things out. Yeah, totally. All right, well, uh, thank you to Circuit23 for the awesome theme song that he made for us. Uh, You can find a link to his latest album, Mens Vermis, and uh, a link to his SoundCloud for his other music in our episode notes. And you can email him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. Thank you, Kyle, for watching Doctor Who and telling me all about it. And thank you, Benny, for listening to me talk all about Doctor Who. And thank you, listeners, for listening to me, listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. Um, as always, you can feel free to email us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com, and you can tweet us at doctorwatcher on the Twitter, and we're also on Tumblr. I think it's just the doctor's... I don't remember what it is on Tumblr. Um, It should be in the episode. You can probably find it if you search for it. Probably. Yeah. I should add it to the show notes if I haven't yet. And uh, don't forget, if you enjoyed our show, please tell your friends and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Indeed. And don't forget to come back in two weeks for... 
Devil's Planet. Yeah, I mean, with a title like that, how could you, how could you ever miss it? You'll definitely want to come back in two weeks and find out what happens on the Devil's Planet. Yeah, I mean, if Kemble's already the most dangerous planet in the universe, I'm not sure what this next planet's going to be. I'm guessing it won't be a, a vacation beach planet, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you there. I'll find out in Bye, two weeks. Listeners. Bye. Now we can get to the ship. No, no, not yet, not yet. Not until we find out exactly what the Daleks are planning. And this may be our only chance. I don't understand. I'm going to that conference. Doctor, that's crazy. Oh, but you can't go to that conference. Why not? If I wear his cloak, why not? Should they find you, they'll kill you. Oh, nonsense. You three can take over the spaceship and I can join you later. Are you sure you will be safe? Oh, yes, now don't worry, my child. Don't worry.